Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 123, or as Dee Dee would say, oh, dude, dude, oh. how are you doing, Neil? And if, if the voices sound a bit weird today, this is because we are recording live from Tom's kitchen. Yes. So instead of... It's my, it's my dining room, Neil. That, oh, this is the dining room? Yes. Even I mean, despite I can, the fact the table's covered with stuff and there's no room to dine, this is a dining room. And I yes. can see the kitchen, I can see, I'm in the fridge room and the yes, stove room. Yes, so exactly. It's a, yeah, it's a dining room come, come, come kitchen. Exactly. Um, so, you know, the ceilings are kind of high and we're sharing one microphone between us and recording live. So if it sounds a little echoey, that's probably why, but I think that's good. Be a bit different, a bit of a different kind of show today, right, Tom? Yes, for our German friends, if it makes you feel any better, we can call this Two Men, One Microphone. <laughs> two Men, One Oh, good God. That's a disturbing thing. So. I hope most people don't get that reference, but I'm afraid these sick bastards who listen to us mostly will. Yeah, I think they will. Well, some of the old folks might not have made it onto the internet, but, you know. Yeah, that's then, true. You know. That's true. Um, so, the reason I am here, so, uh, yeah, so I drove up to lovely, uh, I think we know, where, I think we sure. can say where we are, Coopersville, Michigan, to visit Tom and his lovely family. This weekend, because uh, there was a show, and also to do some record shopping, and uh, just to hang out with, with Tom and his family. Uh, unfortunately, the weather hasn't cooperated, no. really, has it? I was hoping we could do a little more poolside drinking, but... Yeah, it's poured down. We had to do our drinking out and about. I mean, when I was driving in on Friday, I kind of had a bad feeling already, because there was a huge torrential thunderstorm for half my drive, so that was a drag, and it's, Saturday was all right. It was yeah. sunny at it was times, hot for yeah. a while. but then it pissed down at night. Yeah, again, and it's super gray and overcast today. So the weather hasn't been awesome. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you know, and it was different. So you you came out last summer. Yep, and it was gorgeous. but it was but it was much different because yeah, the weather was nice, but also everything was still mostly locked down. True. Yeah. So we really hung in our little small town here, and Neil definitely got to taste the small town life. You know, we went, we shot guns, we. Tipped over cows, we <laughs> beat up midgets. You know, we did all the normal stuff you do in a in a small town. So, because everything in Grand Rapids was closed, right? It um, was. Yep. So yep. we, yeah, we pretty much hung around here. So yeah, and, and like I said, we, we went out to like my grandparents' house and shot tin cans off an old manure spreader, or something. and then shot the old manure spreader. Exactly. And we're not talking about his grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very, it was very much a rustic small town thing, and yeah. So this year we were able to, you know, it's always interesting looking at where you live as sort of like a tourist like if 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 somebody's gonna visit what should you take up to so we got to do a little bit of that and you'll got to do a little bit of grand rapids tourism got to see a couple of what everyone would go see and then the dive places that i like to go to so yeah basically i didn't see anything other than dive bars and record stores that was, well i that mean, was I mean really <laughs> if you had to limit your life to only like three things yeah and you had dive bars and you had record stores and you'd had girls love yeah as i say it's like yeah. I don't even think you need love, do you, you sick old bastard? You just need after a little physical attention. After seeing that one lady last night, I don't think I want to think about love ever again oh, in my boy. life. Oh boy! Yeah, she win prizes on the ugly so, contest. So yeah, we uh, we had a we had we we basically we're two days into this thing. Neil's gonna head home after pretty much later this afternoon. But yeah, overall, I had a good time. Don't you think? It I mean, was awesome. I, no, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I had a great time. Um, it started on a real high note when. Uh, Neil got caught in a rainstorm on the way here, and then he went to check into his hotel and determined that he had booked for next weekend. Oh, that was just that was just fabulous! Yeah, there's there's one town in, in uh, Coopersville. There's only, um, one, one hotel. One hotel. There's yes. only one hotel in Coopersville. So you know, I I was looking at prices throughout the last couple of weeks and stuff, and I guess I looked at it so many times, I must just have completely blanked on the fucking dates. So. 
And it's, I guess it's the, shockingly expensive for a roadway in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you'd, think it was it a, is. you'd think it was a Holiday Inn Express for the prices they charge. It is. You know, so I just go up to the counter all nonchalant, like you do, you know, just checking in for today. And the guy's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you're booked in for next weekend. And of course, as I only do, I got all indignant. I'm like, what do you mean? I know I, I, know I did. And he says, we'll look up your thing. And I looked it up, and sure enough, I booked for the 13th and 14th instead of the 6th and 7th. So, that was a hassle. Get, getting to what I, I, I had to stifle myself watching the old man eat crow. But you know what? After about an hour on the phone with some Indian gentleman, he straightened it out with his Arab, with his new Arab friend at the hotel. So yeah, I think we, I think we straightened it out. The hotels.com, they didn't promise they were going to refund me the money from the original uh. booking, but they said as long as the guy at the hotel said it was okay, so the guy at the hotel said it was okay, so hopefully I'm not paying for four nights. Yeah, I hope you're two. not, not, not yeah. spending like $600 or $700 to come visit for the weekend. But I have to say, as as annoying as that process was, I was still, I, I kept my calm pretty damn well, even though the phone to Hotels.com was a nightmare because he kept getting disconnected. But I still wasn't as angry as this little old man who waddled up to the counter, like while I was in the middle of all my shit. He just waddles up to the counter and just says to the guy, "Towels, <laughs> right?" And then USB, USB. Like he didn't say please, he didn't say can I have. He just towels, USB. So the guy behind the counter, Nick, good old Nick from the roadway yeah. in, he kept his. I'd have told the guy to go fuck himself. It would be me. But um, hospitality he, is not going to be your future uh, career. You know, I'm hey, if people are polite to me, I'll be more than polite back. But if someone just yells towels at me. You know, I'd have been like, what did you do with your old house? Considering see how grumpy that guy was, I'm surprised he didn't make a comment about, don't you have one on your head or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that Nick was so millennial, you know, like when you were starting to get agitated when it was screwed up, he's like, you don't have to get all, you don't have to get all mad about it. Or you don't have to get all, it's just like the way that kids talk now. Yeah, it's just so yeah, funny. Yeah, But anyway, hopefully it's all, hopefully it's all straightened out. So yeah, I'll tell you what, let's, um, let's start with a song. Let's okay. start with a song and then yeah. we'll kind of. Well, like I said, so last time you were here, we had a very, very Coopersville, very small town centric adventure. So we'll talk about our uh, our adventures in Grand Rapids and uh, well, anything else we feel about. Really, we are. It, I tend to think that our episodes are best when they're angry, like when we have something we're pissed about. But I really don't have anything I'm pissed about now. But that's all right. We'll tell people about our adventures and yep. our great people watching and other various various things we've done the last. Well, we hit days. okay. So just to, and just so people know. So I was there most of Friday and all day Saturday. You were here for lunch on Friday. And in between and those... And when we're done with this, we'll probably have lunch on Sunday. And, and in between those two days, we hit eight bars. One bar we hit three times. Is that all? Is eight bars? Eight. See, the well, thing... we, hit, we, we hit that one bar three times. See, we hit it for lunch. Yeah. Then later on. And, and then, then we went a night after cap. dinner. Yeah. yeah after, right. after, oh, no. We went not nine because we went to that other place in Holland. Well, we so, hit nine fucking bars you know, in two the days. Thing, and the thing is, Neil's like impressed by that. I'm like, yeah, what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, but we hit one of them three times, like I say. So, okay, it's 11 if you want. So we were out last night. So our voices are nice and low and deep. Sounds like we have giant yes. testicles. Yes. So I, I'm going to go out with a long distance dedication here. Last The last show. The last show we did solo, not the last, not the last one with Mike, but the one before that, one of our listeners was calling me. It was uh, taking me to task on my song selection. So he loved mine, by the way. He loved Neil's. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to this this song. This is a long distance dedication. <laughs> this song, <laughs> I was going to play all the same bands, but I wanted to make it a little more specific to what we did this weekend. So uh, this goes out to uh, my man Jeff Greenberg on our, <laughs> in our little uh, Facebook group. This is Dwarves backseat of my car. <laughs> I'm 
backseat of my car there by the dwarves. Uh, yeah, my all the songs I played went down really well, and your songs went down like a lead balloon, buddy. Bunch of lead old, balloon. Bunch of old fuddy duddies. <laughs> yeah, I definitely went with these sort of. I don't know. I, I I would say they were kind of like edgy, but what's edgy at this point, right? Right. Really? I mean, unless you're murdering someone in the background while you record your guitar solo, there's hardly anything edgy anymore. For being right. honest, so no, no, that's true. So, so yeah. So you got here Friday. I got here Friday. So uh, getting off to high, so it, it takes about three and a half hours basically from Chicago to get here, uh, like 210 miles, 220 yeah. miles, something like Tra- that. It depends. The Chicago traffic is the key factor because once you get out of Chicago, it's pretty smooth. Sailing. It would have been except for that rainstorm and a little bit of construction. Yeah. So about with 100 miles to go, I started feeling like I had to pee, and it got worse and worse, and then the traffic kept stopping, and. Tom lives, you know, he, he claims it's suburbs, but it's country. And the problem is... Anybody who's ever lived in the country would say we're city <laughs> slickers, so... <laughs> the problem is, when you get off the highway in the country, you know, you'll say, why didn't you just stop at, M- at McDonald's and go pee? There's no McDonald's. I get off the highway, all there is is field. I could have stopped and peed in a field, I guess, the, and got shot. They're literally... He looked right, there was a McDonald's on the left. Don't believe... He, he, he's he's no, mistaken. That's when we got into Coopersville. Well, that's no, no, what, when you get off the highway over there in Zealand, there's a, there's a McDonald's. Anyway, uh, that's any, right. I, Well, anyway, it was... I was by the Dude, time, if it's so country, why not just pull over and piss in the cornfield? Well, I was. I would have done that, but I was ready to like, shoot me. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but by the time I got... Especially to, once I heard the accent. When I, when, I, when I pulled into Tom's house, I barely even said hello. Because I had to go and pee for like three He already minutes. had his pants down. He was pushing his way past <laughs> yeah, the door. Yeah, It got so bad, I was looking around in the car thinking I might have to pee into something, you know, to throw nice. it out the window. But uh, anyway, so so I get here. Uh, what time? It's like noon, right? It was like yeah, noon on Friday. Or yeah. So, of course, what do we do? First thing we do. Got to go eat lunch, right? Got to go eat lunch and have a couple of drinks. So, yep. Tom and his lovely wife. And we went to, what was the name of the place? It's called Southside. Southside. Southside Pub. Yes. The owner's... Despite the fact that they're local folks, it's a guy actually. He loves the White Sox in the South Side of Chicago, so he That's named why it's his pub South the South Side. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, it was the Anchor Inn. I told you the story. It was the first place I ever drank at. I was 19 years old. Went with an older guy, and uh, I so bet I, you did. So let me see. <laughs> Let's see. I'm 48 now. I was 19. So I literally been drinking at this dump for 30 years. They they put. Tens of dollars into remodeling this place over the last thirty years. No, it's actually much nicer now than it was back then. No, it was it was nice. It was nice. The people were very very friendly. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you walk into like a local bar, you're yeah. kind of concerned that people rednecks might be upset. But no, well, it, it helps. It helps when you walk in with people who are there like every twice day. A week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we went and we had lunch there. The food was good. Had a had a bunch of drinks, and then Tom's uncle showed up. Yeah, yeah, my uncle Marv. Shout out to Marv. Um, yeah, th- hey Marv. And the funny thing is, Tom said, oh, my uncle's going to show up. So I'm expecting some like 70-year-old dude who's going to potter <laughs> in and stuff like that. Instead, this guy was, I think he's younger than me. Isn't he? Yeah, he's mid-50s. He's younger than me and he's a huge listener of the show. Yeah. So we we did, it was kind of weird. We did a lot of talking about the show and about music and stuff and we, and the, dude, dude, the beers he, they he served He was sort there, of starstruck. Yeah, he was a star, you're like, <laughs> we're, we're big stars, right? Um, the beers they served there. You're not talking about your regular 18 ounce or even a 20 ounce. 25 ounce mugs. They're so heavy that my I got tennis elbow, my right elbow. It hurts to pick the mug up. Yeah, that's how heavy these. Yeah. Are. So we were like three in there or something like that, and then we decided to leave. Mar was still grilling us about the podcast, and then we came back to Tom's and played music. We oh we we swapped some because I had oh, yeah, some, some old, records. Yeah, I yeah. had some magazines for Tom that I hadn't sent over, and then I had some uh, some records and stuff that I knew he'd like, and so we did that. We did that kind of swap and stuff, and drank some more beer in his living room and listened yeah. to records right with Uncle Marv. Oh yeah, 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 and then 
what did we do then? We then we decided to head back to Southside. <laughs> oh, that's right. We met our friends back at Southside. So uh, there's a yeah. guy. There's a guy I talk about on the pod all the time. My friend Scott, who's like my oldest friend, who we go to all kinds of shows together. Matter of fact, this coming weekend, man, I am really gonna have to be owing. A, I'm really gonna be owing big time to my wife between this weekend and next weekend, and then the following weekend. I'm on the road. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to Maryland, Scott and I next weekend. But anyway, Neil and Scott know each other. Matter of fact, the first time Neil and I met, Scott was with me. He's like my. Yep. I don't want to say he's my sidekick, but we always we always hang out. Um, so he, his wife, and and Scott and his wife, and me and my wife, and Neil and his right hand went to. Uh, <laughs> even though Neil's met plenty of lovely young ladies since he's been here, honestly, I think he's thinking, I, about, moving, I think he's thinking yeah. about moving up here. Yeah. But no, we uh, living. Yeah, we went to. So one of Neil's favorite places in Skogie was an Irish pub you're getting ahead of yourself dude you're getting ahead of yourself am i getting ahead of myself yeah because okay. we're still at south side right now oh, so for the second south time <laughs> yeah so it's so mundane for me to go to south side because yeah. i'm there so yeah. often so then we were trying to figure out where we're gonna go for dinner because by this time it's like four o'clock right four or five o'clock. no yeah i think it's after five yeah. might be even six kind of in the bag already yeah um so we're deciding where we're gonna go for dinner and like like oh yeah there's this nice pub called the karai in holland and there was a karai in skokie too yeah. so it's kind of the same same chain. owners at one, so yeah, at same one point it was yeah. the same owners so i'm yeah. like well let's go there now little did i know holland was about freaking half hour away oh like more than that it's like 35 minutes it's not it sounded close but it was uh it, yeah it was a long drive but i know you i know you always want to explore our dutch you're always fascinated by I our do. dutch heritage yeah so this I, is the episode this is holland yeah, michigan holland michigan so we go to the we go to the Kara and it's man downtown Holland is uh, it's pretty is happening ha- yeah it's happening yeah it's a nice... beautiful beautiful people down there <laughs> not quite like the people we saw last night right no my God no 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 these were <laughs> well the... the Dutch girls you know that's that's the thing it's kind of a joke but they're tall they're very generally very thin very fair hmm. and obviously it's not anywhere near pure Dutch anymore but you still have that so you got these tall leggy kind of yeah can you say that or is that Everybody, that well, that goes for the men too. The men were tall. The men, the men were tall. Yes, I yes. also noticed that, and their yes. shorts were short, and their oh, legs were Jesus. long. Yes. So it was. So basically, it was kind of a yuppie kind of place, which is fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was definitely a place where you go for dinner, or drinks or whatever, but not somewhere we'd hang out. That was more yesterday. Right. Yeah. 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 We were there, and we were enjoying it, but we didn't feel totally comfortable. Yeah. Let's let's say. Matter of fact. I mean, well, I would say we we, we had it, we had our dinner there. It was nice, right? It was is that we sat outside in the patio. It, yeah. was, it was it's a ginormous place, very food, nice place. Food was decent. It yeah. was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we, you know, we live in the land of a million breweries over here. Like yes. Grand Rapids is there that, are a lot of breweries. Grand can... Rapids is the epicenter. Yep. But they are all over, and one of the one of the more popular ones is New Holland Brewery, which is literally right across the street from where we went. And, and we went over there, right? Talk about snooty. And we didn't have a reservation. They wouldn't let us in. I think half the tables were empty. So this is where, like, my angry English blood came <laughs> up. Because Tom and, Tom and Cheryl were just like, oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. I was getting fucking furious. Because we could see behind this woman, like, 50 empty tables. <laughs> empty tables. It's like, well, if you don't have a reservation, we, you know, we, we don't have anything. I'm like, what are these tables? What are the invisible people sitting here? We're so, booked up for the rest of the night. Yeah, booked up for the rest of the night. So, yeah, fuck you. So... We, anyway, uh, New Holland is on the Punk Till I Die thumbs down list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, New Holland can kiss my arse. Um, Six dollar pints of bullshit. Anyway. So then we went. There was a place next door that you often go to. When yeah, because that when gets you the get, runoff traffic. When yeah. you get refused entry to the New Holland Brewery, Tom has another place he goes to next door, which was well. We what? we don't go there. We go there maybe once a year. I mean, this is not okay. a, like I said. It's a yeah. bit of a hike. If we're yeah. over there for something else, we'll go there. But it's called Our Brewery. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the beer wasn't that great I'll be honest and then Tom started singing a George Michael song which it was, was Wham little... Neil it oh. was Wham no it was George Michael was it Careless Whisper yeah it was Wham well, well. it was but it was um, 
Yeah, that was before he went solo, dude. Oh, was it? Okay. It was from well, their big album. Was it, was it? What was the big Wham album? The one, the big one that had like "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." And maybe you so anyway, to know an awful lot about my, Wham. My, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't you guys grow up in the same place? Is he? Is he from your area? He's from somewhere. Yeah, he's not from my area. <laughs> he yeah. didn't just. He wasn't just born at some truck stop <laughs> in the, well, in, in maybe, the men's room. <laughs> maybe he was. Do you want to give us a rendition, Tom, of "Careless Whisper"? Well, my voice is all messed up. You know, it's funny because I didn't really sing along last night or anything, but it's just like if I stay out past midnight, my voice. Well, we got to yell because it was so loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Though it's easy wow. to pretend. You know I'm not a fool. Well, it's like George, anyway, it's like George Michael is sitting across from me. It's Why? Because I'm wearing a, a loincloth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Didn't know he was known for wearing a loincloth. He's dead, as, he's dead as could be, man. Yeah. Dead as could be. But yeah, so, so that was actually a pretty decent IPA. I don't remember what you were drinking, but my second one, I went... I went even fruitier. Yeah, and that I was went, weird. That so was there weird. was another IPA. It was a great flavored IPA. It was called Purple Rain, and it actually was kind of great flavored. Didn't have, I thought it had the, like black blackberries, and I was on a black no, blueberries. No, blueberries. It was, was it blueberries? I thought I think it was so. grapes. Yeah. At the, by that time, Tom couldn't care less what he was drinking. Basically, <laughs> you know, there's some truth to that. Yeah, there's some truth to that. You know, you know what I noticed there? This is a shout out to our buddy Paul from Boris Sprinkle. They had two sours there. Now, I'm not a sour drinker, so Paul, if you ever get as far as Holland, Michigan, you have to check out their sours, Our Tavern. Our Tavern, yeah. Or Our, our Brewery. Because Sorry. you probably won't be able to get into uh, You probably won't New get into Holland, Holland anyway. Yeah, because you don't, you don't fit the profile, clearly. Yeah, exactly. I guess our shorts weren't short enough, exactly. and we, we weren't, weren't wearing fucking Hawaiian shirts, right? We weren't young enough and hip enough and attractive yeah. enough to yeah. get into that. So Anyway, I'm going to play a song. Yeah, do I'm it. I'm do a song break. So um, this is from actually one of the albums that we swapped. Uh, I gave Tom an Electric Frankenstein album, and he gave Actually, me... this song is not. No. The, oh, you're so picking a song. Oh, yeah, forget, yeah, yeah. forget yeah, it. Yeah, so it's, I'm confused. Yeah. So Tom gave me the first Antagonizer's ATL album, which is uh, called uh, Working, Working Class, Class Street, Street Punk. Punk. Yeah, <laughs> wearing their hearts on their sleeves there. So um, this is Antagonizer's ATL with the song Pressure. There by uh, Antagonizers ATL. 
So, um, so yeah. So after, but the funny thing is about this uh, place. Whatever, what was it called again? Poor? No. What was it called? Our brewery. Our brewery. For whatever reason, they closed at ten. Now I thought I, I was having flashbacks to being in England in the mid eighties. I, I mean, I don't know why they would choose to close at ten because there was a there was a lines of people trying to get in, and uh, for some reason they would not stay open past ten. So that, that was our. I don't know if that's a lingering like COVID thing or what, because it does seem pretty pretty early. And well, and it's even, very early. Even when we finished the night, so <laughs> so. So go, go ahead. You okay. tell the story. I'm look, I'm actually digging through my fridge right now. I know I have more beer in there. It's 11:40. Isn't, it, isn't the summer right here? Yeah, it's warm. Um. Oh. So, yeah, we get kicked out of of our brewery at 10 o'clock. So, uh, you know, being the uh, being a drinker that uh, Tom and uh, Tom and Scott are, they uh, uh, let's go back to. Uh, Let's go back to Southside. No, I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, let's go back to Southside for one more. So sure enough, for the third time, we drove back to Southside and uh, finished the night off uh, till like midnight at Southside. I now, don't, and I don't believe we had one more. I believe Scott and I both had at least two of the big mugs. You did maybe have three. two balls, and I had a gin and tonic. Yeah. So um, no, the people in there are so lovely. I mean, the, the waitress and stuff, they recognized us every time we came yeah. in. Oh, back again, back again. Uh, they were so nice. And we repaid them by putting up stickers in the bathroom. Um, we, get a, we, get a pun- <laughs> we get a punch card from rehab. Every time we get yeah. another punch, we yeah. get a free drink. Yeah. And, no, and the bonus was about, about Southside. Um, it also was a Touch Tunes jukebox. Oh, boy. And for those who don't know what Touch Tunes is, it's a money pit, basically. But I can basically, with the app, I can basically pick up any song, choose any song at all I want to play in the whole world, and, you know, take control of the jukebox. So I did that for the 45 minutes that we were in there. I played a nice mix, because it was like, it was midnight, it was the witching hour, right? So I played a mix of oldies, I did some Frank Sinatra, we did some Dean Martin, we did some, uh, you know, some good stuff. So we... Yeah, punk. It was like punk rock and like Rat Pack, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was like Neil's personality wrapped up in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> that that's actually, but everyone seemed to enjoy it, right? Everyone seemed to enjoy the thing. So uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that was all night. So we uh, we almost opened the place and we almost closed it because they they as soon as we left they closed the place. That's true. Well, so, once again, closed at midnight. That place used to be. I I just think it's like the post COVID adjustment because they used to be they had to throw us out at two a.m. Now we're not two a.m. people anymore. Right. And which we'll get to when we talk about talk about Saturday night because, yep, it's it, and this this occurred to me quite a few years ago that you know while most people are getting warmed up, I'm ready to go to bed, but yeah, I mean it depends. You get between that that first and second wind kind of thing, right? Especially if you've been drinking all day, just keeping a steady buzz on, which yeah. is basically what I was doing. I don't know about you. I'm trying to think if we had a gap in our drinking. No, we didn't. We pretty, I pretty much drank straight through. We pretty much drank straight through because we drank when we were back a, here. Yesterday I had a gap. Yeah. And that's, the gap is the worst because you just want to take a nap. And <laughs> Taking a nap probably wouldn't have been the worst thing to do. Yeah, whatever. I'm, but, I'm fresh uh, as a daisy this morning. My voice sounds bad, but I'm, I'm fresh as a daisy. I'm re- as a matter of fact, I just it's 10, uh, 11.40. I just cracked a nice seasonal brew from Kalamazoo. Those are all actually over, very good. Over on. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's a wheat, right? Yeah, it's actually which I'm not nice normally that. a wheat person, but my wife likes yeah. this, and it's uh, it's seasonal, so it's yeah. gives you that sense of sort of got to drink it while it's here. <laughs> Everything has that. Song. It's a, well, listen, Everything. it's a marketing, it's a brilliant marketing strategy. I know other states they sell it year round, but here it's only seasonal. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Bell's yeah. Oberon. So as much as it's not our really most local big brewery, it's it's the better of the big ones, I think. But so I think you should play another song. I think you should play a song about your drinking. I think you should play. Uh, or do you want to maybe not play the mode ahead yet? No, let's play the let's play the lurkers. Okay. And then I'll explain why I'm going to play the lurkers a little later on. But um, 
Well, when we get into Saturday, our activities on Saturday. But yeah, yeah, I'm playing Lurker, The Lurkers. This is from their 78 album. Fulham Fallout. Fulham Fallout. This is called Self Destruct. pretty much summed up the weekend so that listen that's a that's a little bit of a concession to the people who hated the songs i picked last time but don't yeah. expect me to mellow up forever so yeah so that was friday night we went to bed and i i lay awake because my head was spinning for a while and uh got up at nine drove over left my lovely hotel uh my 300 a night hotel let's hope not let's hope <laughs> yeah, not yeah, but yeah. it might be so yeah um and drove over to tom's and yeah you could afford to stay in that nice place downtown uber over for that, that yeah. was the case right? yeah. yeah so actually you know what you'd be proud of us because uh we got over here at nine we drank coffee and we actually did some planning for like an hour we did we actually did some point like, till i die planning we did right? we did. it was like we've had two occasions now since neil's been here where i sort of feel like we sort of feel like we're actually professionals or something where we're sitting around like doing doing work making flowcharts and spreadsheets which, which and sucks because we have jobs we're not really looking to do work you know we're just mostly trying to have fun yeah so i'm gonna get a drink of water right now so ah uh, so yeah oh i'm gonna get this lovely lion glass this use the uh the the little stem there it's got like a, a reverse osmosis system well, so you're not drinking all the poison oh yeah that's good too okay. but it's warm okay. there might be some no. ice in the fridge no, that's fine. okay i don't mind blowing water yeah, so Neil's a lightweight. I'm officially drinking beer, and he's having a glass of water. But, you know, I think maybe I do... I've been dry four hours, mate. That's true. And I do kind of use you coming to visit as an excuse just to day drink for a whole weekend. Yeah, like you don't do this every weekend. No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. I, uh, but I will be next weekend when I'm in Maryland watching that music festival. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of worried worried for you for that. Um, okay, so I'm back. So, worried, we're kind of worried that it's going to get canceled, or worried that no, I'm gonna, my liver's going to fall out? Worried you two are going to pass out on top no, of each other? No, 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 we'll be fine. We're, we're, we're pros. I mean, we, we drank all day. Did you see either of us get staggered? Were either, either of us acting goofy? No. I mean, we barely even walk crooked. I mean, it's just... <laughs> that's the one thing with COVID, i got to say, because I didn't used to really drink a ton at home, but 
Because I, I couldn't go out. I mean, listen, this is something I probably even have to deal with in the next few months. But the fact of the matter is, my tolerance for alcohol is probably more than it was when I was like 28. See, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing. I'm in offshoots, obviously, but mine's actually gotten lower. Has it? I mean, I've been drinking pretty much every night, but not a lot. But Yeah, my... you're, you have that ability to have one or two. I'm not very good at that. Yeah. I, there's nights, I mean, I don't drink at all. I mean, like Monday nights, I usually don't drink. I know, big, big concession, right? Like Monday oh, nights, I'll take the night off. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, we're sitting around in his living room um, doing some punctual I die planning, and you probably saw it on the Facebook group. Uh, we looked at some t- t- t-shirt colors because we're going to do another run of t-shirts. Yep. So if if you if people are listening to this and you're not on the punctual I die Facebook group, tell us what color shirts you would like. It's probably like a gray or a red or like a like a denim kind of blue. That's what, and it's going to be a black print. We haven't decided what print it's going to be yet on the front, but we just wanted to get the color figured out first we'll, so we'll probably do you know we did a batch so last year we did a batch we did white and we did heather gray they're both very light colors and it had the little logo up on the like john bates said right i want the logo on the tit so you got the little logo it's like on, a surf style you got shirt. the little logo on the front and you got the big logo on the back so i don't know if we're gonna do that if we're just gonna do big logo on the front or we do have that alternate artwork where so i have no neck and neil looks chinese <laughs> that kind of cartoon artwork yes. which we do yes. like actually it's a fun picture and i know a lot of people did want that so I think what we're going to have to do this time, though, is we're going to have to do, like, a pre-order or something. We're, like, the worst businessmen, right? Because, like, the, oh, excuse me, the last batch, Neil pretty much, Neil paid for it out of his pocket. And our deal was kind of, he paid for the shirts, and I paid for the shipping. And and so, of course, we each got a couple t-shirts. I got one, my wife got one, whatever, and we gave a few of them away. But we lost we're our... We're one right now. We lost our asses on this deal. I mean, it cost us a ton of dough. So, the fact of the matter is, I think we'll probably try to do some kind of a... Pre-order. A pre-order or something, yeah. and I don't know if our foreign friends are going to be screwed or what, because the shipping is insane. Yeah, shipping is insane. And I don't insane. think I'd yeah. want to pay what it costs to do that. But anyway, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be any. I think it's going to be twenty dollars postpaid USA. I don't think it's any. You know, I don't think it's going to be any more than that as far as USA people. So listen, we, we're, we're going to kind of we'll put it up on the Facebook group. But yeah, well, uh, I know a bunch of people have been bugging us about it. We'd love to do another run. So yeah. So we'll kind of once we figure out what color we're going to do, we'll kind of put it up and. And do a pre-order, and we'll probably get a few extras for you slackers who yep, who have asked, get a yep. hold of us. But anyway, so yeah, there will be there will be more t-shirts. And we'll probably have them in your hot little hands just in time for sweater weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. And eventually, we might do a like a hoodie or a, you know some kind of sweatshirt or something. But that's not that's not right now. Yeah. Um, and we also sent out stickers. Tom was also in charge of sending out stickers this weekend, so we oh, got that me. done too. Yeah, yeah, I did. I sent out a bunch of them. So, yeah. um, as a matter of fact, we've had a couple of people reach out to us. Uh, our man James in St. Louis and uh, Josh in Iowa, and said, "Hey, now that shows are going back, I'd like some more stickers." So they they may be stickering the town with these things because Neil and I actually did quite a bit of stickering over the weekend. He's much better about it than I am, but I'm starting to get in the mindset. Like we probably put at least ten or twelve of them out this weekend. So. Yeah, we did, and I, I actually try and do that in Chicago too. Wherever I am in Chicago, in a bathroom or a bar or whatever, I always try and carry See, a sticker but, with me in my wallet. My scene's smaller. They can actually trace it back to me if they wanted to. They can actually reach me personally and yell the, at me. The first time I did that at the Red Lion, um, I was putting one up, and I was like, I was wearing the fucking t-shirt. I'm like, wasn't me. It's gonna be di- me? different to, to stay incognito when I'm actually wearing the shirt of the sticker. Neil, Neil's like su- Neil's like suicidal tendencies. He's playing in the band and wearing the t-shirt at the same <laughs> and the hat. time. Yeah, and the hat and the hat. fucking shorts and the, stuff. The, the brim hat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, what did we do Saturday after we were done doing our PTI die business? We went record shopping. That's true. Because the last time, like Tom said, the last time I was here, it was middle of COVID, so everything was shut. So this time. 
you know, well, everything's all, open. On Saturday, I made the classic rookie mistake. I wasn't hungry for breakfast. Didn't feel like breakfast. Yeah. So when we left, the first record store we went to was open about 11. I think we left the house about 11 or so. I didn't have breakfast. And I started drinking pretty, pretty early. I mean, yeah. it was fine. But yeah. but yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so we go to... The first one we went to was... I, and this is this is the second best record store in town, and I just wanted Neil to see it because it's the most intense place. So I'll have Neil tell you what he thinks about it, but it's, it's in Granville, which is like a Grand Rapids suburb. It's called the Corner Record Shop, and it is a monstrosity. What did you think about that place, Neil? Um, it was massive. Um, words can't do justice quite how big this place was. Like you go in through the main front door, and like the counter is to the right, and then they have all the regular album selection to the left. Big, big room. Big room, you know, lots of albums. Yeah, pretty normal store. But then you realize there's like other doorways leading off that room. So you go through one, and there's this huge, huge room. Well, they have a stage because I guess they have gigs there sometimes, right? Used to. Yeah. They haven't lately, I don't think. But yeah. And they that's the room where they have all the used albums and stuff like that. And that was that's used stuff, right? Yeah, and there's used in the main room too. Country, but that's Western. just that's more like I'd say less desirable stuff. Like the yeah. front room is like rock and jazz. Yeah. And the back room is I mean like you you can find a record of like Pope John Paul giving a speech or right. you know if you wanted to hear Hitler rousing the troops on <laughs> vinyl. I mean it's just it's insane what they have in there. Yeah. Huge gospel set. You know just all the yeah. weird stuff that wouldn't really be big sell. If you were looking for a Paul Anka album from like 1968, yeah, if if, that, if, that's where that would have been. If you like the kind of crooner albums that you find at Goodwill for a dollar, that's what that back room is. And a lot of it was dollar albums to be honest with you. I mean I've got to guess there was 100,000 records in there. I mean, it was oh, a, it's insane. It's it, insane. It was well, a, and what about the 45s room? Well they often got to that. Yeah. So so there's that big that huge room um, which has got all these less desirable albums or whatever, right? And I think I took a photo of it, so I think I'll post that. Um, but then there's another room off to it, and that's where all the 45s are. And that is absolutely massive too. They probably had a quarter of a million 45s. Um, and it's just like one of those things where it's overwhelming because yeah. you're just like, oh shit, I don't even know where to start. Like some old singles from the 50s or 60s, that would be cool. And they got all those in the middle section. They got new stuff on the... It was just crazy. And upstairs... They'll fix your amp. They'll fix your record player. They have a lot of that kind of stuff there too. So this place was just, it was like, it was like a rabbit warren of like different rooms, housing all kinds of different stuff. And there's records on the walls and there's, I mean, everywhere you go, it was like sensory overload, right? So I, I didn't actually end up buying That's anything. amazing that you couldn't find anything you wanted. It's like you need a list to work off of, right? Well, I'll tell you what I did find. And, and uh, John, Bates, John Bates would get a kick out of this. They had a section just for, um, Oh, what's that? What's that super high fidelity uh, stuff, um, or like rare stuff? And it what? was American Graffiti, but it wasn't the regular American Graffiti album. It was American Graffiti Volume Three, which I'd never seen before. But it was the Japanese press, so it had the obi and stuff like that on it. So I was tempted to get that, but I kind of hummed and hard and didn't end up getting it. But uh, yeah, but- I was shocked that you couldn't find something. And you know, like I said, that's not my main record store, but I always find a, a thing or two in well, there. Well, the, like. I mean, it certainly wasn't. Not, it doesn't cater to us. It wasn't. No, it no, it wasn't was. A, it's punk. more like a classic rock. Crowd, yeah, it's more a classic rock, rock or yeah. like oldies. That's basically what it was. But uh, so I actually didn't find anything there. But Tom did. Tom found the Lurkers that we just played. Right? You played a. I did, and well, and the thing is, it's they were a little higher priced over there than the other store we went to, so you got to shop around a little more over there. I mean, like, if a record's. 22 bucks at the other place it's probably 25 there or whatever yeah but you got the lurkers and like it was like a discount it was a half price yeah it was, it was a record store day like leftover they had a whole box of like record store day leftover stuff there if you're looking for anything I didn't see anything that really caught my eye yeah I didn't either but there was a couple of actually there was a couple other things in the half 
like half price thing that I'm actually probably going to Spotify and if I like them I'll go back and pick them up but it's it's weird right when you're a kid you just had to buy a record and just hope it was good but now you can actually I mean I guess it's kind of a luxury right you can actually listen to what you want to no that's true yeah yeah but unfortunately I have this issue where people always tell me what to listen to I'm like yeah I'm gonna check it out check it out like one of them right now I want to listen to that reducer San Francisco I never listen to them but when it comes time to like pull something up at work to actually listen to something I'll probably forget and I'll just like listen to the misfits or something well i'm gonna text you and tell you man you gotta to listen to that new mau mau's album it's mau mau's so album. good it I, is I so thought the good mau mau's were like a new wave band for some reason no sir they were uh old english like anarchy anarcho band from like 82 or something like that and then they did a did singles and did a couple of albums and then but then you know didn't do anything for 30 years and they just released an album just like two months ago hmm. and it's really good really really good anyway anyway so after we were done there, we just well listen. To... The bottom the bottom line with that place, if you're in Grand Rapids, you should check it out. Oh yeah, like I said, it's, it's not my go to. I go to the other store every three weeks or something, but this this is, it's you just got to see it. It's a monstrosity, and honestly, you'll find something you like. If and, but and if you like or have a half day to kill, you could easily do it. That oh place. definitely, yeah. And but I would if I'd make one suggestion, it would be like think about it beforehand and make a list of yeah. specific things you're looking for because otherwise it's overwhelming. You know? I kind of have a mental list I'm always working off of, a few things that I really want to find. And a lot of them, unfortunately, are only available import. And I actually yeah. ordered a, one of them last time I was there, or at Vertigo. But, so, yeah, then we went to... The, did we go we, to a bar? Or we just, no, we were no, still record shopping at we that point. Because right? we didn't want to be bombed when we were going record shopping. So right. to, Tom's been talking up this record store. It's in the middle of Grand Rapids, right, in the city. Edge of downtown, and, um, yeah. Tom's been talking it up to me for years, so I was happy that we went. And that record store is called Vertigo, Vertigo right? Vertigo Music. Vertigo yep. Music, and it's run by a friend of Tom's. And well, you know, Fred, well, Fred we, we don't yeah. go out to dinner, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're very friendly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, I, they have they have a huge selection, too. There's no yep. one nowhere near that other store, but, um, but it mainly does a lot of, it's punk, metal, post-punk. I mean, it's really well curated. Everything. I mean, you can get pop there and stuff, but the selections yeah. of like yeah. the sub-genres are huge. But it's much, much more directed to what we would buy. And the place was the place was packed. It was rocking. It was great to go in there. And it was a... Big punk section. Yeah. It was it was awesome. So, um, and the guys in there were really knowledgeable. They could tell the people that work there, they're eager to help. Yeah. And they were super knowledgeable because that yep. was great because my daughter Lydia had given me a list of some post-punk stuff to find for her. And we're not talking Bauhaus and Susie and the Banshees here. We're talking bands I'd never heard of. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah they were all boy, strangers to Boy me. Harsher. I mean, she like, said Christian Death was like the only one on yeah, the list that was like even yeah. no, noticeable. Even, right? even known, yeah. Like something Lebanon or something. I don't know. So anyway, I had to, I had to go to this goth looking guy that worked there. And he actually found some <laughs> this of this helpful, stuff for me. Helpful yeah. fellow with his hair dyed black and yeah. wringing his lip. Looked like he hadn't been out of the house in 35 years. <laughs> yeah. He's um, seen less sun than Neil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he helped me. So I bought two albums for Lydia and for my Myself, from record store day yeah. that I was never able to find in Chicago I got the Joey Ramone single um, his LP his de- debut yeah don't worry about me don't worry about me yeah the, the, uh, the, Sh- the reissue I, man, I, wonder, I should have made you crack that open with me because it's a really cool I think that's a really cool color variant think, yes like, isn't like white and pink pink and yeah, gray or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We, yeah we can do that do and you I, have it with you right now I oh do. yeah you do you car, yeah. maybe yeah. we'll throw that sucker on yeah and I also got um I also got the, the Ramones Live from yeah. like 1980, the one they just released for Record yeah. Store Day. So I was psyched about that. Uh, got, so I got four albums. Tom, what did you get? I was going to say, and the thing is, you got them for about half what they're going for on the secondary market. Yeah, now. yeah, definitely. Yeah, the yeah. Got, they got good prices there. Um, fair prices at, at the least. Um, 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, I bought. So it's funny because I've been. They, the, 
they put out a new version of a lot of the uh, Motorhead albums. Well, so, so yeah, I'll tell you what. Let me let hold that thought. Let me play uh, a track off that Joey Ramone. Yeah, do it. Off, off, what are you gonna off play? The album. I'm gonna play the uh, song "Venting." Okay. Um, or it's a different world today. In, okay. In parentheses, because the one uh, the, and this is off. Don't worry about me. His solo album, 2002, is only really real solo out, album. Came out really quick after he died. Yeah. Came out right after he died. Um, and I love this song because it's the only song you really ever hear him swear in it. Hmm, and he says, I mean, he says fucking, and it's just you never hear. It's, see, it sounds so weird hearing Joey Ramone swearing. Hmm. So, anyway, this is uh, Joey Ramone with venting. Joey Ramone venting uh, 
parentheses, it's a different world today, <laughs> and I just can't relate. And I can actually... Can I relate to his not I can, relating. I can totally relate because I felt like that at the show last night, but... That's a diff, that's a that's a story for later. Was that someone stealing my car? I wonder if that. <laughs> I wonder if the microphone will pick up that diesel yeah. pickup truck just rumbling by. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what did you get, Tom? I got well. See, so I'm over there all the time. I mean, I go over there probably every third Sunday or something. That's kind of my a lot of times my Sunday afternoon entertainment. And I and when I'm by myself, I'll spend I might spend an hour or two there easily. You know, it's just no sure. no hurry. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm over there all the time. So I usually buy two or three things. Like I I spend like fifty bucks. Right. That's usually my kind of just because I, I'm there a lot. Um, but I got... I, I grabbed the, the one of the new Overkill reissues of... Um, Motorhead. I'm sorry, Motorhead reissues of their Overkill album, which I actually think is their best album, even though... Something like the third album? It came... It was before the Ace of Spades. Maybe 79? Okay, yeah. Maybe it was 82. You know, they were cranking out albums so fast at that point. I remember there was three classic ones, right? There was there was Overkill, there was Ace of Spades, and there was Bomber. I remember that was Iron three. Fist, maybe, in that group, yeah, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That was like the classic, yeah. original three-piece lineup. That and the self-titled, but I, I think they kind of got their production better once they got to those later albums. And they've been reissued so many times. So, But the other one I got... <laughs> I You know, when I go over there... Whether Neil's with me or not, I usually pick up one like classic thrash album and one punk album. That's what I generally do. So oh, I actually grab, so I actually grab Exodus, Fabulous Disaster, which came out about '87. It was kind of their big, their hit album, and I use the term loosely because it but wasn't. They're a thrash band, right? They're a thrash band from San Francisco area, the okay. Bay Area. They were one of the originals. As a matter of fact, Kirk Hammett, the guitar player from Metallica, started out in Exodus. In Exodus, okay. Yeah. So that this that was their second album, and probably their second best album. So I grabbed that, and then as I was leaving, I found. Man, I uh, I put the Overkill back because it was a couple copies of it. See, that's the way I shop over there because I'm over there so often. Like, if there's two copies of something, like, oh, it'll still have be one there next time I come back. Yeah, yeah. So I actually grabbed the Dwarves' Blood, Guts, and Pussy. That's what I... Neil which, just took a spit take when I said Blood, Guts, and Pussy. Which I have to say, your daughter was delighted by the cover last night. Yeah, she did not like the album saw cover that too by much. The pool. Yes. But they had that run of album covers where they had the, you know, the Naked Girls and the Dwarf. <laughs> and this one, the girls are all covered in blood. And then the next one after that, I think, was Come Clean, where they're all like dressed like angels and clean with the dwarf. But classic album, about 12 songs in about 14 minutes or something. What's your feeling about dwarves, Tom? Uh, I know you said you have a little bit of a thing for dwarves. I, I have, I have a, not, not a thing. Not, I have, no, <laughs> I have a hang-up about dwarves. I, I don't like them. I'm scared of them. That's that? that's weird. I mean, they are very muscular, right? They seem like the, they can do a lot of damage. Those short, strong those, little arms. But those little hands and stuff. We, yeah, uh, little legs. I don't remember why we were in Detroit, but we were. it was Scott, Scott and his wife and myself and my wife. We were in Detroit for something. I don't know if it was a tire game or a concert or what it was. But there's a bar we like in Midtown called The Bronx. And I don't know why there's a bar in Midtown Detroit called The Bronx. But it's a, you know, kind of a dive. Kind of place I like, obviously, that you know now. Yep. And there was an entire family of dwarves in there. Mm. And they were the most delightful people. So I actually have sort of a, I mean. Was oh, so it like the Wizard of Oz? What do you mean they were delightful people? No, they were people? just really nice. Did you all start we were singing? Just, we were just having fun. Now listen, one family of nice dwarves does not make for a world of nice dwarves. I get that. But they were just. Are we even supposed to say the word dwarves? I don't know what the, I mean, midget's supposed to be really negative, right? That's like the N word for short people. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, listen, man, it's like that. Like when you're trying to describe that band in a couple episodes ago, we yes. just we just don't even know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the equivalent of my grandpa saying, "Oh, the colored people." He didn't mean anything by it. It was just right. the way they spoke at the time. It was, right? Yeah, the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Martin Luther King would always talk about the Negro people. Boy, if you or I said that, we get our asses beat down the corner from that record store we were at in the hood, right? Yeah. 
so um, I, I don't know, man. Listen, I can't keep track. I, I mean no ill intent. That's all you have to know. My, my, my thing of dwarves goes back to, and if there's any English people listening, and you're as old as me, you will remember there was a TV show on for, on for kids, terrifying, called The Singing Ringing Tree. And it, and it was made in East Germany. It was like a fairy Why tale. Why are they showing East German right? stuff in right? England? Made, made, made in East Germany in the 70s. Uh, they brought it over. It's like fairy tales of Europe or something like that. And it was fucking terrifying. Because this dwarf was completely evil. And he was like turning people into things. And there was people that were being turned into fishes. And it was like some bad like horror like movie. Like a haunted horror t- it fairy was, tale. It, it, was, it was terrifying. As a kid, huh. I can remember being terrified. And I haven't been able to look at dwarves the same way since. The same with Wizard of Oz. They're not great in the Wizard of Oz either. But this, it was Singing Ringing Tree that did it to me. So, so you're not watching the, dwarf pornography? And no. Um, and if you guys want to find that, Singing Ringing Tree is on YouTube. So you can watch the whole thing and it's weird, weird singing art school. Singing Ringing Tree, okay. Singing Ringing Tree in weird glory. It's like some 1930s. I mean, it wasn't 1930s, but that was kind of the way it was filmed. Huh. Like a 1930s like, like horror black film. Black and white kind of thing. Uh, it was, no, it was, the colors were really garish. Huh. But like the scenery would just be like cut out and at weird angles and stuff. It was it was weird. Anyway. You know, say, what you, say what you will about the Punch I Die podcast, but you will learn things. Yes. So sing and ring and tree, everybody. Go watch it and tell me what you think. And see, then you'll be terrified of dwarves too. So, so anyway. So anyway, yeah, yes, I got I got the Exodus Fabulous Disaster album from like 87. And I got the Dwarves Blood, Guts, and Pussy, which is like from 90. And that's what I just played backseat to my car. It's funny because we were talking about how nothing we don't ever see anything on Sub Pop anymore, and I was reminded that the Doors were on Sub Pop. Isn't that crazy? Because they were always kind of Sub Pop has sort of an artsy fartsy connotation, don't they? And then you got the Dwarves. Uh yeah, well Sub Pop was all like, a lot of grunge stuff. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah. Well that's yeah. yeah like when Nirvana came out. That's yeah, when they Seattle, kind of right? made it big. Yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what so. that's what made them a billion dollars. So. so at this point, our record shopping was done. Yes, so, yes. So now Tom took me, decided to take me on a tour. I think basically every bar in fucking Grand Rapids. Oh, dude, no. We just <laughs> we only went to the worst bars in Grand Rapids, the ones I like. So we started off, actually, we started off classy, right? We started off yep. at... Uh, Founders. Founders Brew The main Brew Founders, House. which is an enormous place in, yeah. on the edge of downtown. Yeah. And that was... It was, it was so interesting because we ran the gamut. So Founders... Was full of bright young things. Young, beautiful people. Yes, not yeah. counting us. Very, yeah, very, very <laughs> uppified. Very, um, a lot of again, a lot of Hawaiian shirts, a lot of shorts that were much too short. Mom um, jeans. Mom. Oh God, these guys yeah. wearing these mom jeans with the yeah. legs rolled up and stuff. I don't even know what's going on. I anymore, don't, it's man. a different world today, and I don't can't relate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the place was packed. Yeah, it was packed, and we literally get... they're directing traffic at the gate to yeah. get in. Yeah. But they have a lot of outdoor seating, which is nice in the summertime. Yeah. Obviously. So we went in. We just hung about in there, and we had a we had a drink a piece. So, but it wasn't our kind of scene, really, was it? it wasn't no, our scene but it's at one all. of those. That was the only place I took you to, that is a tourist place. Like if you're gonna come visit Grand Rapids, that's it's worth stopping by for a pint just to yeah. see the scope of the operation. And yeah. you did it. Tap oh, it was room is huge. Yeah. The outside is yeah. huge, it's, and it's nice. I don't even know that you could call them an independent brewery anymore because that place they are is the, massive. They are. I know they pass bells. They make a lot of beer. I don't yeah. know what the threshold is. I mean, they're not Budweiser, obviously, right. but they make a lot of beer. Yeah. Right, right. And I don't. And the funny thing is, I don't love their beer. No, I don't it was have, average. I don't have a beer by them that I live and die by, which I guess I should keep trying. I have some that I like. But yeah, the old I don't have any go-to. Was, it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. It was I don't okay. have any go-tos over there though. Yeah. But anyway, that's all right. I'm a Bell's man, which is an hour south in Kalamazoo, which maybe for another day. So from there, we went to the, so we went to a place that Tom's been telling me about for years because it has bands, right? It has bands, so it's, it's a, a place called the Pyramid Scheme, yes, right? 
So uh, we, I think that was what we did next, right? Was pyramids? Yeah, yeah. So we go there, and typical. So even though it was only like five minutes away, it was completely the opposite, right? So it's a typical bar slash venue where there's a bar in the front with like two grumpy looking people behind the bar. But they were nice. Oh. They were both well, separate yeah. to you. Yeah, um, they were nice to me. And a bunch of pin, a bunch of pinball tables yeah, in the like front there, or like a bunch of like yeah, new yeah. ones, not like old decrepit ones from the fifties. These were these were high tech. Yeah, they have leagues and stuff. In yeah, there. It's, it's, it's a real deal. So and the bar is there. The bar's in the front, and then there's the door leading to the venue in the back. We didn't get to see that, nah, but it was, um, it was locked up. But anyway, we were the only people in there. Yeah. So Tom had a. Do you have a PBR? Probably. Yeah, you had a PBR. Yeah, so many PBRs yesterday. You kept them in business. <laughs> um, so I had a PBR, and I had a... I thought I was ordering a PBR, but I actually got a, zomb- a Three Floyd Zombie Dust, uh, yes. which is 7%, and that really wasn't I was up for early in the day like that. But anyway, it's really good. I love Zombie Dust. It's it's good, but you can't drink too many of them. So Speak we hung, for yourself. We, we hung out in there and took in the ambience for like a half hour. Tom knew the guy that runs the place. This is where Neil started to figure out that I know everybody in town. Yeah. Because he, 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 he knew the guy, even though the guy seemed like kind of in a hurry to get away from us. So No, yeah, maybe. no, he was, he was working. He was, he was all right, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so we stayed there for maybe a half hour. And then we went right across the street. What was that place called? Then we went to Stella. See, the funny thing is, all these bars, I was starting to think about as Brooklyn, like, oh, they were all at one point owned by the same people. This That rich guy from Chicago came in and tried to build all these hipster places. Yeah. Some are nicer, some more for family-oriented. But it's called Stella's. So those of you from the Chicago area are probably all familiar with Kuma's Corner, whether mm-hmm. you'd go there or not. It's basically a hipster $15 hamburger joint. You get your $15 hamburger, and then you can either drink, like, PBR or hams, or you can drink, like, some crazy IPA from the German forest for, like, $9 a pint. It's that kind of... That's that's And get your ears assaulted by thrash. It's ear-screaming levels, But that right? seems to be... Well, yeah, at Kuma's. Yeah. The, but this place, it's hipster. You know, they have old-school 80s video games. They play cartoons on the... They don't have cable. They play cartoons on the... TV. The food's good. We used to go there a lot, honestly, but once again, they, the COVID thing kind of, they were sort of obnoxious during the COVID thing, so. What he means by that is. Well, they, uh, they just, they yeah. just, they, they were. Over the top. Yeah, a little yeah. too over the top, man. Yeah. You know, we get it. And and now, it's funny now, because everything is, everything was pretty normal yesterday, right? I mean, I didn't really feel. No, there was, I, I only saw like one mask. And our day. county is pretty low. I saw a few, even at the dive bar at the end of the night, I did see a couple people wearing them. We'll get to that. They, they should, probably should have. They should have been, sh- been wearing fucking masks over their we entire probably, bodies. We probably all should have been in that place, honestly. Good God. Um, um, but that, okay, so this place, what's it called again? It's called Stella's. Stella's. So Stella's, uh, it's made to look like a dive bar. Yeah. But it isn't. It's like some of the Kumas. Like it's probably some of the Kumas. ten or it's, fifteen years old. Yeah, and it's but it's like it looks like it might have been there for thirty years. Yeah. So it's like skulls or and there's 16. like yeah. so it's like this is the place to go where people want to seem like they're edgy but they're not. Like suburban families will go in in there and for stuff. Dinner. And, yeah, 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 for before dinner. nine or whatever. Yeah, like in, to go somewhere exciting in the city. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? So stuff burger. So it's got me, jalapenos, Neil. It's very exotic. Yeah. So me and Tom weren't particularly impressed. We sat at the bar and they and they serve you beer in a fucking mason jar. Like it's like, so like, we, it's we just used like, to go there. Off. We used to go there quite a bit. So like like that pyramid scheme is right across the street. The, the pyramid scheme doesn't have food. That's just a bar. So it wasn't uncommon for us to go to Stella's and get a burger before they have a spicy burger and spicy mustard with these they fries. They like dip them in uh, like uh, powdered Frank's Red Hot or something. So they have mm. these spicy fries. Sounds you sit good. there and just got like snot running down your nose eating these fries. So so the, like I said, the food's good, but. Man, they said, "What's that fake manufactured atmosphere?" That was what was yeah. bugging me about it, and and it was annoying because this place was packed, and yeah. yet the pyramid scheme across the street, which is the real thing, 
there wasn't a soul in there. So I, different I hours, though. Weird. I bet you about one a.m. the pyramid scheme's probably packed full of people. But it's and, got real people in there, not yeah. just suburban people. Well, but no one. In. It has all kinds of like I said. You know, it's, it's you know my wife's not really. She doesn't care about punk rock and all that stuff for the most part. A little, you know, a little bit. But um, but like I said, we'll go in there and get a drink if we're down doing something downtown. I've gone in there dressed better, and you know, it's it's not a big deal. It is definitely a mixed. Yeah, a mixed crowd. But, you know, I guess the fact of the matter is, even when I'm dressed up, I still feel like I have more credibility than these kids with their short shorts and their pink polos. Well, and the fact that I don't I don't know what they were trying to pull by serving all the drinks in mason jars. What, like, what is I, that? You can, you, can get, you can get a glass cheaper than you can get a fucking mason it, jar. It was, so. good enough, it was good enough for your Aunt Helen. It's good enough for the uh, good enough for the Stella's. Yeah, mason, Aunt, Aunt Helen didn't have any other choice, you know? Yeah, she was, she was doing she, that pickling in there. In there. So you, why do you play a song? What do you play? Uh... All right, I'm gonna play Electric Frankenstein. Oh, what do you play the Motorhead song? Because we were just talking about that. I don't know, I'm gonna say that for last. All right, buddy, whatever you want. Because I didn't end up buying the album. I literally that's true. Fucked yeah. that out of thin yeah. air. But this this song is this song is about Neil and I. It's called uh, it's Electric <laughs> Frankenstein. It's called Burn Bright, Burn Fast. <laughs> was a shooting star instead and what I am to you I have now become and in the name of greed the profit when you bleed could have been a bright sun but was a shooting star instead Shoot at Starman's day 
burn, bright burn fest there by Electric Frankenstein. Tell me, tell me a little bit about them because I don't know much about. You know, Electric I don't know a ton about them either, but they're from New York. And if you go on their Discogs page, your head will explode. I think they have well over a hundred or hundred and fifty releases, splits, albums. Definitely what you call punk rock and roll. Yeah, uh, I love the guy's voice. I think his name is Sal. It's funny because I know you're not really into them, and I'm like. Hey, I think I got a press release about Electric Frankenstein. I might be able to get them on. He's like, yeah, I don't let's do them at all. But anyway, we'll see. Maybe we can get them anyway. Yeah, we'll see. I, mean, maybe I think it's two brothers to... or something, and then a singer. Oh, the singer's name is Steve Miller. Oh, God. Some people call him the Space Cowboy. <laughs> Isn't that that's funny? A, that's a joke for our older listeners. I remember he was on, there used to be a podcast, and it's not on anymore, So, I, but Black Dahlia used to have a podcast oh, the from the Dwarves. Yeah. And it was called... Radio like you like it or something like that, and he had a co-host who was kind of the straight man, and it was it was actually good. It was definitely music intensive, but occasionally they'd have somebody on. I remember having one of the guys on from Electric Frankenstein, and he was talking about like performing miracles or something. This guy was really, really out there. I mean, like Tom Cruise level crazy. I think. Oh wow! So that might be worth. Maybe he wasn't Scientologist, but he was just like believed in the, like the power of positive mental thinking to the point where you could actually move things or I don't know it was it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was bizarre that being the case why haven't they sold more than like 10 yeah albums? yeah why, why aren't they why are they yeah why are they third on the bill in their own hometown yeah I don't yeah. know but anyway yeah so yeah that's us man burn bright burn fast take a nap in the middle yeah between the two things I'd like right? to get a nap right now um go. so okay we'll, so we'll, we, hey, listen when we're done we'll go lay out by the pool and you can take a half hour nap and you'll be good to drive home so we've done, let's see, so now we've done uh, Pyramid Scheme, we've done Founders, we've done Pyramid Scheme, and we've done... These things, Stellas. These Stellas. are all within a couple blocks of each other. You know, yeah. the worst thing is, too, I'm like, oh, there's another one over here. And Neil's like, dude, we got to pace ourselves. He, he held me back. I could, I would think yeah. we would have done more bars. Yeah, Tom would have had two drinks in every one of these places, and I was like, dude, no, <laughs> yeah. we can't do that. So, um, where did we go to? Oh, so next to we were going to go to a, like a rockabilly bar called Tip Top. Yeah, that was, Tip that Top was, our, that was our plan. Yep. But then Tom gets a text from one of his buddies. No, I didn't. I just I saw on Facebook that our buddy Lawrence Cole from the Lippies, former former Lippies, yeah. had checked into a bar literally like a couple of blocks from where we were on the way to the other bar. Yeah. So we went over to this bar on the west side called the Fulton Street Pub, and that was a really weird half hour or so actually. Oh, right. I had a lovely time. No, it was, yeah, yeah, he did. It was, <laughs> and it was good to see Cole, and it was interesting, but it was so west side. West side of Grand Rapids, it's much more diverse now. Like I say, it used to be just purely white trash. Now it's trash of all different <laughs> nationalities. But um, the pub we went to wasn't bad. They have shows there and stuff sometimes. Yeah, it's called the Fulton Street Pub. It's yeah, on the west I mean, side. Inside, nice outdoor patio and stuff. Inside, there was like no atmosphere at all. It was just like a, a you know, rectangle. But, um,. But yeah, there was a nice outdoor patio, and we saw uh, Cole was sitting outside and stuff. I've never met him before, but super friendly. We, we had him on the podcast. Yeah, I don't remember what yeah. episode. We got on really well. It was great. Yeah, he's, he was, he's a good yeah. dude. And he was with a lovely young lady who, uh, you know, was... Cole seems to like him young. I mean, I don't mean that in a creepy Jesus. way, but he, he likes him. Well, she was him in young. her 30s. It wasn't like she was 12. Yeah, no, but that other girl was the one he was... Uh, whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. yeah. Um, Let's but, not drag him into this. We don't want to get him on that enough podcast. Right, right. <laughs> but, well, but, but the funny thing was... It was like so the one the one girl he was talking to at first went to do laundry and then like three more people came sitting down. It was like Cole sits down and like all these people just come to pay homage or something. It's like, you know he's, holding, I mean? it's like he's holding court. Definitely, it, that's exactly. But it what was it was so like. weird because this weird family, this older couple and this young girl came and sat down with him, and the, the older couple seemed to get in some kind of a spat or something, and they like, wow, we're out of here. We're leaving. It's just like, well, supposedly he runs the place, right? That's, yeah, he owned, it was the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil and I are just like sitting yeah. there going, what, what just happened? Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah. So that was, uh, boy, I hadn't been to that pub in a long time. But once again, you know, the thing with all this stuff, Neil, honestly, is that I hadn't, 
been out to any of these bars myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I went to the pyramid scheme like last fall, maybe, so I could get refunded for some tickets I had. I mean, that's it. I haven't, I haven't gone to. With all the COVID stuff, my life has gotten very small. You know what I mean? I've, I've yeah, stayed yeah, yeah. in town. Like yeah, for sure. the only thing I really connection I really have the old scene is going to Vertigo to buy records. Everything yeah. else, like the bar stuff, and that's why I can afford to buy records too. I'm not spending my money out at shows yeah. or whatever. So it was good to get out and see some people. And uh, no, it was nice to meet Cole in yep, person. I yep. mean, because we've been talking about that for a while, and meet his uh, lovely friend Anna. Yeah, Hello, Cole, maybe the she... next the next ex Miss McDougal. <laughs> maybe she. <she'll> <laughs> I know I say that a lot, but. <laughs> Maybe she'll listen to the podcast, but yeah, she was a delight. And, Maybe she'll um, see one of our stickers that we put all over the place. Did we put any of there? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we did. We, we, we okay. went into the bathroom, so we did. We stick at the there place up a little bit. But uh, we only stayed for one. I had, a, I had a Guinness. Tom had a PBR, probably, right? Probably. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the round, Mr. Cole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he bought us around. Yeah, so that was nice. So I'll, after, get him. I'll get him next time. But after that, because it was getting to be about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock by this time. So you still hadn't eaten, which was stupid. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. But anyway, so then we went to the Tip Top, which was our original plan. Yeah. And the Tip Top is this tiny little place. Yeah. Um, West like, edge of downtown. Yeah, really inconspicuous. You wouldn't even know it yeah. was. A, you wouldn't know it was a rockabilly bar from the outside. Yeah. It's just a concrete block, right? Basically, but you go inside and it's cool. It's got a tiny stage in the corner, a lot of like old vintage like fifties posters yeah. and stuff like that, and that's where like when the rockabilly like yep. Wayne Ca- Hancock or people like that come through they play in this little venue and I must say that kind of stuff. Yeah. it's got to be a, an amazing show because yeah. that little corner in the uh, stage in the corner must be a lot of fun I've seen some pretty memorable bands there like I've seen you know, Agent Orange there I'm going to go see Agent Orange there again in October um, I'm not a huge rockabilly guy but I have seen like some bigger I'm trying to think of, I can't really think off the top of my head but I've had some good times there and they used to do Sunday matinee shows mm-hmm. like punk rock matinees I gotta tell you, those are some of the most fun shows because it's you just hang out with the bands. Everybody hangs out and you just drink and make friends, and it's it's a good time. No, it was. I, a, I love that place. Yeah, it was a very. We sat at the bar, and Tom had a PBR, and I had a hams because the beer selection was. <laughs> All of a sudden, you finally drop below me in quality of yeah, beer. Yeah, the beer selection wasn't great, but um, and the uh, bot, the waitress, oh, the, not waitress, the bartender, she was very interesting too. Um, very nice, very very friendly, but her voice. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's right. So like she smokes 60 fucking packs a day. She either smokes 60 packs a day or she's not a cis woman. We couldn't <laughs> decide, but she was very nice. Her service was Lovely. very good. Yeah. It's funny because the the later the day went on, the weirder the crowd got. Yes. That's very true, actually. And at, like at Tip Top, we were there like 5 o'clock. There was really nobody there. Some people do use it as kind of a neighborhood bar, but it's definitely more of a venue than a, than a neighborhood bar. Because mm-hmm. that neighborhood is... Yeah, not a rockabilly neighborhood. It's more of a fire gun into the sky kind of neighborhood. I mean, is there a rockabilly scene at all in Grand Rapids? There is a, I assume there, there has is to be. There is a pretty with a, with a... healthy rockabilly scene, actually. Huh. Um, at least there was. I don't I don't know. I, it's not my scene, but occasionally I kind of cross yeah. over and go to those shows. Uh, the guy who owns the Tip Top used to manage the intersection, which we went by, which was a, a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger club in town, and he was always a rockabilly guy. He's kind of got the... Kind of got the jelly roll and dresses dresses the part. And uh, nice guy. Been around the scene a long time. And, you know, the thing I told Neil was a lot of these clubs, I, and I, I think I just talked about this a couple episodes ago, so bear with me. I'm old and addled to the brain. But that they tried to kind of shut down that club. A lot of people decided the owner wasn't a good dude. And, and like, the, we all have known the owner for so long. It's like he's got a lot more credibility in the scene than this 25-year-old who's trying to get him shut down. So I actually kind of make an effort to support people who – I know are sort of being unfairly maligned. Sure. So we actually went yeah. to two bars in GR that were sort of 
canceled. Once again, I use quotation marks. What was the other one? Pyramid scheme? No, the uh, Mulligans. Oh, oh, where later we fin- up. Yeah, where we yeah. finished yeah, we the were finished up. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, so it's, it is funny. It's funny when people who have no cre- credibility in the scene have the ability to sort of take down people who do have credibility in the scene. I find that really bizarre, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. So, But anyway, after we were done there, Tom had finally decided... His belly was full of beer, but he hadn't had any food all day. Yeah. So we came home, and he cooked up some burgers on the grill and stuff like that. Actually, my wife did. I didn't do anything. I just laid around. Because we were going out to see. We wanted to see a show that night, yeah. right? We were going well, to let's, see. Let's, should we play another song? Well, I, the songs I want to play kind of lead in a little bit to state. So I okay. just wanted to. So, but anyway, we were going to see uh, the Michigan hardcore band. I wouldn't say hardcore legends, right? But they were uh, you a know, minor hardcore band. Out small of case legends. Yeah, yeah. Um, been going since what? The. 80s or early 90s? I think like 78 or something Holy crazy shit. like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, we were going to see State at night in a bar called Mulligan's Pub. Mulligan's Pub. Which um, is in East Town, which is like the old fashioned. It's like a, on the east side of Grand Rapids. It's like brick streets. It's an interesting yeah, neighborhood. Interesting neighborhood. Definitely what you, one of those kind of gentrified neighborhoods. You got a lot of young families. You got a lot of college kids. You got a lot of career criminals. You know, it's a nice mixture yeah. of. Uh, Different people. Even yeah. though there was no, like, I never felt unsafe at any time over there. No. Uh, <laughs> Even though that one bouncer looked like he was just looking for an excuse to he did. murder someone. He did. He, he actually did. He did look like he was looking He was looking for trouble to start, you know. but That, uh, that giant neck piece tattoo definitely yeah. tells the tale. And, like, scars and band-aids all over his face. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so we didn't have time for dinner much. So we, we had to throw down a hamburger here because we had to be out. I think the show was starting at, like, Nine and so we yeah. Left. You thought I told you it wasn't going to start at nine, Neil. I told you this, the is, a website caution, this said, is a cautionary tale. The website said nine till twelve, and of course it ended up being ten till one. But um, well, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we so we threw down dinner, said hello to the family, and then rushed out again at like eight thirty, right, to get down to Mulligan's. Eight thirty ish. Yeah, yeah. So um, which is not very convenient for my house. Like I'm on the ed- like I can get to the edge of Grand Rapids in fifteen or twenty minutes, but this is on the east side of town. The highway doesn't go directly there. You kind of have to go through. Like I said, you go through one of these weird neighborhoods that's gone through several transitions where it used to be like the worst neighborhoods in town and now they're sort of okay. Yeah. And you got these people who dare to put these like fancy boutiques in the hood. You don't know what, yeah. what these people are thinking, right? right. They do-gooders, I think. Yeah. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I hope yeah. it does work. I hope it brings the whole neighborhood up. But I think more likely it ends up with them getting their windows smashed. But It's like you were saying where we were by the pyramid scheme. I don't know, the Grand Rapids government or whatever put in a nice little park or something. But it's an area of town where there's like a lot of missions, it's all right? Crackheads. Yeah. So, so who do they think is going to be in this park? You're not going to be taking your kids to this park when there's just crackheads just lying around all over there. Watch out for the needles, Johnny. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, and once again, you know, I, I, I'm, I, you know, Neil and I talked about this yesterday. I am not somebody who I, I, I think we need to be very compassionate to the homeless, but let's be wise. I'm yeah. not one of these people who thinks we need to put spikes under bridges so they can't sleep. That's right. just unnecessarily cruel. But to put this beautiful little park in the middle of one of the worst neighborhoods in GR and to think that people are going to take their families there, yeah, it's kids just play it's insane, stuff. right? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. insane. Um, so anyway, yeah, we get to this club, and it is. It's a small, you, Tommy, you said in the entrance, you thought it smelled of piss or BO. You couldn't tell. I, I think it was BO, but... Sign of a good punk club. Well, that's one thing I said about Stella's, too. I said, it might not be authentic, but you go to the bathroom, it's a dive. It smells like piss in there. It smells like some... It, it's like they're using that as an air freshener. Yeah. So anyway, so this place, this um, it's, it's very long and th- it's long and thin. The bar area is yeah. anyway. So it's long and thin, and there's some tables to the side. And we were a little early, so we big got a, section, so big pool tables yeah. and shuffleboards, yeah. And stuff like that. So we got we got in there and sat down and had some more beers. Um, 
And then the singer of State is walking in. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's Gary Newman. He looks so much... If you've seen pictures of Gary Newman recently with his, like, jet black dyed hair or wig or whatever it is, singer of State looks exactly the same. He has the same stupid dyed hair. And so um, that got me thinking for my next song. I am going to play an early, early Tubeway Army single. I think it might be in their first or second single from when Gary Newman was still actually with Tubeway Army. So I'm going to play the song Bombers from uh, 1978 by uh, Tubeway Army.
Okay, there was Bombers by uh, Two Way Army. That's a that's a forty five actually. I, I have that single. Um, some of the early Two Way Army stuff was fantastic when they were still kind of a punk band before they went totally. They had the guitar, they had bass before they went totally synthesizer based. So um, so anyway. Beer number two, Neil. Twelve twenty five. Yep. There you go. Well done. Um, so anyway, so we're sitting there. Um, we got there too early. We got that. Yeah, we did. We probably got. But there. we had it. We, we got a, a table. Nice seat. And yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And uh, so I'm having a Guinness. Tom's having a PBR. And next thing you know, some guy comes in. I've got a I've got a Lions Law Paris shirt on, and some guy comes in. I don't. Well, I certainly didn't know him. You. As, turns as, out as, as I it, did, as it, but as it I turned out you did, but yeah. you couldn't place him because he had like a mullet and a mustache, <laughs> and he was wearing like a Poland uh, soccer jersey. <laughs> and he points at us, and next thing you know, he brings us around to drinks. Meanwhile, we're tr- Neil's trying to not drink hardly at all, and I'm driving, so I'm yeah. trying to take it easy. Because I knew I was going to be. But driving I'm drinking today. PBR. It's yeah. piss water. I mean, like a cop pulls you. Is that joke? Right? The cop pulls you over. Said, "You've been drinking, son." I'm like, "Well, I had about eight PBRs." I asked you if you'd been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so this guy brings drinks to us and then disappears again. And it's like, well, okay, that was really weird. And the waitress comes over. And to he us. did seem vaguely familiar to me, but I couldn't quite place. So. Yeah. Waitress comes over and she's like, "Oh, you want? I thought you were getting another drink." I was like, "Well, someone just bought us some." I was like, "Oh, well, that was weird." Um, but anyway, so we're sitting there for another half hour, and there's like some the opening band went on, and it was just a really bad idea. It was like just a generic rock band or something. Oh, dude, we were like Hispanic played, rock band. They played so long. It was like fifty over fifty minutes. So where the venue is, so we were in this long thin bar, and then there's at the back to the side there's the actual little venue. I mean, tiny. So the music in the bar, if you're sitting in the bar, you can't really hear the music coming from the venue. The music in the bar is actually louder. Right. But you can you hear kinda, You can kind of tell if the band's yeah. playing or not. Yeah, you can, you can tell really if the band's playing. But anyway, we went in there and looked a couple times, and this band just didn't... They might be good, but they just did not belong on that bill. No, it wasn't a good fit. I almost expected them to play La Bamba or something like that at one point, because it was, it was a lot of... Uh, did they do like the... Did you say they did like the Viva La Mexico or something? They were chanting Viva La Mexico oh, at the it, end. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like a known song. No, it was just well, like whatever. I do it, I don't know. And, um, and our reason for disliking was not their Mexicanness. It was just that they were just kind of a boring rock band, and they just played way too long. Right, right, and they didn't really... Like I said, we at this point, we still hadn't given up our table. Right. We were loath to give up our table, because the place was packed enough at that point that if you get up, your table's gone. And, the funny and we're th- old, and we like to sit on our asses. And the funny thing is, by now, our beers have almost gone, and I'm about to get up to the bar, and suddenly that same guy comes by again and brings us more drinks. And we're like, all right, what's going on here? And it turned out he was the drummer... Of one of Cole's bands, right? Yeah. Well, it's funny because we, I, I, we the, really the whole story is our waitress at the Fulton Street Pub where we met Cole. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her first name now. But I talked to her real briefly. I said, "Hey, you used to sing for a couple local. You used to sing for a couple. Yeah, they sang for Paper Thin, a band I like. I think we played them when Cole was on. Actually, kind of a cool like '77 style female female fronted band. So I was talking to her for quite a bit. And the guy who, oh boy, this is all coming around into a big circle, Neil. The guy who. Uh, kept buying us drinks was her boyfriend or husband I can't remember he said they've been together for 12 years and he played drums in that same band and he apparently remembered a little better than I do one of our long hangout sessions which was probably like an, a matinee show at the tip top <laughs> where we sat around and drank on a Sunday afternoon Yeah. so it was kind of funny so this guy bought us more drinks than we probably would have bought for ourselves yeah, honestly for sure. it lasted us all night so I, I literally and the thing is we're you know after going to all these yuppie bars you get a little bit of sticker shock you know when it's like Four fifty for a PBR or whatever, and then you go here and, and we got a Guinness and a PBR Tall Boy, so a nice Guinness draft, well poured Guinness draft, and a Tall Boy of PBR, and it was six bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it wasn't like this guy was breaking the bag, but still, it was very nice. And I never did get his name again. But next time I see him out, I owe him. Boy, I owe a lot of people rounds, Neil, from yeah. a 
from your little from your little visit. But yeah. uh, so shout out to him, uh, whoever your name yeah. is. We'll call him Johnny. M- mustache, mullet, Polish shirt guy. Yeah, Polish shirt guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's drummer, but now playing bass in this new bass. band, slightly upgraded. And they want to sound like Cron Gen, which is interesting. That's what he said, right? That <laughs> other band, like I said, their band they did before was definitely '77 influence. Yeah. They, were, they were they were pretty good. I actually really liked them. I think I only saw them play once, but I. I know Cole sent me both the EPs. I don't think they ever pressed anything, just all digital. So anyway, um, we got these new drinks, and then um, that weird opening band ended, and the second band, there's three bands on that night, state headlining. And what was the name of the second band? They're from Kalamazoo. They're called The Elder Gods. The Elder Gods, okay. Three older guys. So we moved into the main room. Uh, where the music is. I wanted to see the Elder Gods. I kind of heard good things about them. So we sat down. They had tables at the back, so we sat at the back. I mean, a tiny room, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you could put 100 people in this room, it would be shoulder to shoulder. I I don't think there was quite that, maybe like, I would guess there was maybe 80 people in there. If that. I mean, for Elder Gods, I'd say there's probably about 60. Yeah, I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. It it wasn't like embarrassing. It was good. It was a nice crowd. Nice crowd for a punk show. So Elder Gods are a three-piece. Um, huge dude playing the bass and weird looking little ratty dude who had a hat on but then he took his hat off and he had like Pippi Longstocking yeah, braids. Yeah, that was, that was, was really, that weird. really, that visual really threw me off. Because he had, because he was, he was balding too. Yeah. So he had like the bald dome in the front and then Pippi, Pippi Longstocking long braids. Because he looked alright with the hat bizarre. on. He looked kind of cool, yeah. just like a normal, you know, like an yeah. old punk rock guy with his yeah. like bowler hat or whatever you call those hats, those driver hats, Peaky Blinders hat. Um, but yeah, once that hair came out, man, I was really struggling with the yeah. the visual of it. And musically, I don't. I, well, I'll let you describe what you thought of them. Musically, they were just all over the goddamn place. So they were really fast and really loud. Lots of tempo changes. So they'd start off like a regular song, goofy but then it would songs. break down. Goofy songs, yelling lyrics, weird bits that didn't make any sense. Uh, just it you know was what, it I, was I, unusual. I told you they reminded me. They were definitely punker than this man but they reminded me of like spaz or like a power violence band where it was just so thrashy and all over the place and once in a while they'd settle into a groove and play like kind of a punk song but it was super short songs most of them like 45 seconds it was weird and the fact of the matter is you and i might be in disagreement on this but i thought they'd be good for a half hour but unfortunately they once again they played like 50 minutes or something 53 right. minutes or something right. it was too much too long yeah. especially for that kind of music it's so abrasive it was brutal and yeah abrasive and in your face it was, I mean it really and, was. And, and they were pretty funny I mean overall I, I, I like their stage presentation stuff other than the weird ponytail things but um, people kept throwing beer at the bass player I couldn't figure out why. He's a big what, target. That's a big thing in GR, man. At the dive bars, people throw their empty beer cans at the band. Why? They even don't do they, that in Chicago? No. Even if they like them? No, that's going to start you off No, a that's a compliment. If nobody throws beer cans at you, that means you suck. Or like state where you're afraid of them. Yeah, that's weird. No, in Chicago, I'll get you, get you kicked out probably. But, no, uh, that's a long-standing tradition. It goes back years and years. The, uh, the, wow. ice, the ice pick, the legendary venue in Muskegon that I only went to a few times, but it's kind of a lo- local legend. I mean, there was it was like rain. There were so many beer cans flying. I'd want, if I was in the band, I'd want like, well, I wouldn't want a full beer can thrown at me, but give me beer. Don't no, give no, me no, not full, ones. not full, empty ones. Yeah, yeah empty ones. Um, so anyway, well, they, listen, it doesn't hurt that much to get hit with an empty can. You get hit with a full can of beer, especially especially everybody there was drinking the same thing I was. Yeah, PBR ev- to all boys. Dude, seriously, everybody drinks fucking PBR. Get off, get off it, people. Come on, <laughs> get off it. Um, it's like a tradition. It's it's more it's more it's like a mindless thing at this point. It's not like I mean anything about it. It's just like oh here we are. I'm drinking some PBR, you know. So they played too long. The first band played too long. These guys played too long. So now because now it's midnight, right? 
Space yeah, it was like Space five, two. It was almost, almost midnight. midnight when yeah. State started getting their stuff together. And then State uh, started getting their stuff together. And like I say, this singer looks like Gary Newman does today with his uh, weird and intense dude. Looks in good shape, but he had that dyed jet black hair, which... Just, just so black. Ridiculous. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah. And then the other... You know, he was shuffling around a little bit. I don't think he was in super good condition. I'm not right. exactly sure what the... Last time I saw him, he seemed more coherent. Uh, but the other thing was, the band was... They were so loud. The guitar, I mean, the drummer was just beating the crap of the drums. You could barely hear the drums. The guitar amp was so overbearingly loud. It was feeding back. And he was playing a Stratocaster. So the single coils were, I mean, so the singer would try to talk between songs and he could barely hear him over the feedback from the guitar. And it was super intense. And, you know, I'm a big fan of this band. It maybe wasn't their best performance, but it's a little, it's definitely kind of some hardcore cliche kind of things you know like all oh, the, very, song, very, all the, all very the songs cliched. are about very cliched all the songs are about you know police brutality and government corruption and right. how bad religion is and all that kind I'm of stuff a, I've dropped out of the you know dropped out of society was, dropped out of society and stuff like which you know he's, clearly, he, he's in his mid 50s so I'm guessing he hasn't but you know I, I, I think mid 50s is being very generous oh, wow okay um, but also th- there was like a went on an extended rant about the White Panthers and how that ended up being punk rock and stuff and it just wasn't very coherent. I actually would love to have Preston on and talk to him because he does have a real rich history in the, if we could get him straight, he has a real rich history in that Detroit scene. And I think it would be, I actually think it would be interesting. So, so the good, I mean, I the think good, I'm Facebook friends with one of the guys in the band, but I don't know oh, which one. Okay. So, the, I mean, the good news is uh, they were, they were very intense. They were too loud. And, uh, you thought, you thought they were a little sloppy. I didn't, I thought they I didn't were, necessarily I thought they was, get that impression. I, I thought they were super sloppy, especially early on. Like the bass player seemed to be playing at a different speed than the drum, and the drummer looked pissed off a couple times. He looked really pissed off. He always pissed looked pissed off. though. That was his okay. look. Yeah, but the, it, I don't know about the guitar player because it was so loud, but the bass player didn't seem like he was carrying his end of the deal, but maybe he was. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it was just one song and it was a mistake, but uh, I mean, Tom enjoyed it more than I did. The songs were short and I guess very, very angry, but yeah, some of the lyrics were just so odd. We couldn't tell the lyrics, but the song names he would shout out, they were so cliched, it was embarrassing. It was like, I would have expected that out of about a 14-year-old. You know, he goes, here's our new one. Stop the cop! Yeah, it's yeah. Like, really? There was no more nuance than that? Stop the cop? Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, at least it wasn't called Fuck the Police. That would have been really cliched, right? Yeah. yeah. ACAB. But, but the, the thing I will say about State. So these guys are trudging two and a half. They were a fucking state. They're tragic. <laughs> well, for one thing, their name is ungoogleable. Yeah. It's literally like they sabotage themselves. Of course, they named their band back before Google or any of that stuff. But you cannot Google this band. Good luck finding them on YouTube or something. You can if you put in like whole album names. You can find them. It's good intense stuff, man. I, I really I really like their records. And even like early on, we did the podcast. One of the things I had you listen to was their first EP. Yeah. And I know you like yeah. that first I liked EP. It, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. well done. It's, you know, it's not like incredibly original from that era, but it's good intense stuff. But the thing the thing I will say in these guys' defense, right? So they're traveling across the state two and a half hours to make very little money to play a punk rock show. They're not they're not going to make it big. Yeah, there I mean, was no they're cover. obviously I, doing it for the right reason, right? I don't know if we said that. There was no cover to this, yeah. to this place. So I think that's why there was so many goddamn weirdos in there. But we can get to that. Well, I'll tell you what. So is it my turn to play a song? It is. Yeah, I'm well, gonna it's, play, your, it's your last one. So I'm we'll, going to play a song and then we can come back and talk about a little about people watching. Okay. I mean, I can I can play a song and you can end with Motorhead if you want, so it's up to you. No, go ahead and play your song if you want. Okay. Is, is it tying it in with something we talked about? Okay. It does, because... Um, you know, I wasn't that impressed with them. I thought they played too fast and too loud. Mm. But 
the one song I did like, and I told, I said to Tom after, the second to last song was by far my favorite because they slowed down and he could actually hear the words and it was actually a coherent song. And Tom's like, oh yeah, that was because it was a Discharge song. <laughs> so so they covered... I was actually surprised you didn't know this song. They covered, uh, especially not the way they were doing yeah. it, but, um, but yeah, so they covered State Violence, State Control by Discharge. You know, in the lyrics, it blended with with everything else sure. that they were doing, right? So, um, but yeah, it was the one song that I really enjoyed in the night. So, so yeah, so this is Discharge with State Violence, State Control. <laughs> there with state violence state control um i couldn't find the state version because like tom said trying to google them on youtube yeah, it's, it's very very difficult to find any anything by state so uh so yeah so that was them they played for only played for like 35 32 minutes. minutes yeah so we it were was able, perfect though 32 it, minutes yeah. it was loud as hell blasted through the, i don't know probably 15 songs yeah and get out of there it was good so it was about 10 to 1 by by this time yeah and so we wandered back into the main bar and let me tell you the bar um, picture that scene in Star Wars, the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> but well, once again, like I said, the funny thing is, so it's like going on one o'clock. Neil and I are just 
dead on our feet. It's like we gotta, we gotta get out. I mean, we've been we, drinking since eleven. I, I had, I bought a couple of state uh, seven inches. There was two of them that I didn't have, and he had. I don't know if he had everything they put out, but they, he had a really nice vinyl selection. I tell you, this was a hardcore puncture, right? The, the one band was selling the t-shirts for like six bucks. State t-shirts were ten bucks. The records were five, seven inches were five bucks, which you know, pretty good. So the prices were really good. I, I would have bought a t-shirt too. But I didn't get the impression that the singer was coherent enough to dig in the box and find my size. <laughs> yeah. For being honest, yeah. so I because uh, yeah, ten dollar t shirt, man. I who couldn't use a new ten dollar t shirt? I need a new black t shirt like I need another hole in my head. But yeah, we, so we're rushing out of there like quarter to quarter to one. We're just like okay, some money later, which is a bummer because my one friend that I was hoping to meet did show up later, I guess, but I, I missed him. But um, so we're rolling out of there. Meanwhile, the bar's hopping right. Yeah, I mean, other people in full, they're in full party mode. They got an hour to go, and we're just like, oh, we got to get out of here. So, uh, so picture this scene. So, again, again, Star <laughs> The people Wars. watching was amazing, I must say. So, I mean, you have some regular, regulation punk rockers, you know, Mohicans and leather jackets, studded leather jackets and stuff like that. You had some scene kids who were just there, kind of. Watch kind for of, like 10 kind minutes of and then punky, leave. Watch kind for 10 minutes. Watch for 10 minutes and then leave so they can go tell their friends that they yeah. were at this amazing punk show. You had jocks with ba- uh, with uh, backwards baseball caps. They'll do all fucking muscle builders. That was small. That was a pretty small representative. In the group, bar. Yeah, in the, in the bar, bar, there was yeah. a lot of them. Um, there was some, uh, I, I don't want to say gang members, but there was some. Urban? Racist. Well, no, I'm just saying. But it's it was, a, like I said, that neighborhood is very diverse. Yeah, I was so there say, was all the, kinds of different people in there. The, just I didn't expect. I didn't expect uh, yeah. in, in that bar, you yeah. know, you know, for that. Um, but they didn't come in the back to watch the show. That's just hanging out at the bar. Right. It's a big yeah. bar, you know. Yeah. Um, then there was um, just odd. Just odd people like Tom's friend. Apparently, this guy is a local in the uh, Grand uh, Grand Rapids scene. Where I know, friend is a strong word, but I know who he is, yeah. He looks like he makes his own... Imagine um, he watched uh, Mad Max Road Warrior and decided he was going to make outfits based on that. So he's got a leather jacket on, but he's put all kinds of metal-like shoulder pads. and he, he has and... a spiked codpiece, and he for some reason he wasn't wearing pants. So he's wearing a spiked codpiece... A black leather jacket with all kinds of metal shoulder blades and like a weird back piece like a dragon or something, like made out of metal on his back. And uh, it was just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But everyone knows him. Everyone's taking pugs, giving him hugs and giving him Everyone wants to get a picture taken with what, him and stuff, yeah, yeah. What's his name? I think it's Ronnie. Okay, so you you know him from the... I, like I said, friend of a friend kind of a thing. I yeah. really don't know. But some, it's funny because this kid at work who's like 23... And he asked me, I don't know why he asked me, but he's like, because he probably knows I've been involved with the scene. For a he's like, what's up with the guy who makes all his own armor and stuff and walks around? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a legend, West Side legend. Yeah. Um, he's harmless, he's a nice guy, uh, but he his his cod piece, so he has this like full chest piece, it looks like kind of like shoulder pads, like a football player would right. make with leather and big spikes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so this isn't spikes like you get on a regular leather punk jacket. This is like his actual made like battle armor. Well, yeah, and they're like metal, it's like sheet metal made into yep. big pointy yep. things or something. So, it, so yeah. Renaissance fair shit. Well, luckily he takes that off when he gets in the pit too. So he's shirtless, literally wearing basically leather bikini briefs with big spikes on the and crotch area. The, the issue I have with it is that it's like bikini briefs, so after a while his ass cheeks start popping out. <laughs> and like it's not quite fitted around the crotch quite tight enough, so you can like see cracks in there and you're like catching edges of his of his junk and stuff. But anyway, nice guy, local character. 
Uh, Neil, I think, was actually shocked at how many local characters there were, how many bizarre-looking folks there were. And I, yeah. I, I thought that was strange for a guy from Chicago because, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot more weirdos in Chicago than there are here. But we just had a good concentration of them. They were all in spot. one bar. So yeah, we exactly. mixed them all together in one bar. There was like, definitely a lot of uh, – this bar is very uh, transgender-friendly. Yeah. Oh, which, yeah, because there was a guy dancing around in a dress. Right? Well, which, right. honestly, I, I don't have any issue with it. Right. But people of our age, it's obviously still – we still do a second take. He was moshing hard too. Yeah, like, I'll give that guy some credit. But there was man. other, he there was, was there was really definitely some it. cases where we weren't really sure what was going on gender wise. But like I said, whatever people are into. We, I, I'm I, not really, even sure that one woman was human. To be I, honest, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just there was a lot of weirdos and. Uh, but you know, listen. Everybody's trying to find their place, right, Neil? Everybody's trying to find their place in the world. And I guess Mulligan's Pub and East is Grand there, Rapids is, is their the place. place. Where, yeah, yeah. East Town is. It was, it was just a very very interesting. Mix so really, it, it was worth going really just for the people watching, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Because especially, I mean, it's literally that Mulligans. It had to be like the polar opposite of that Holland crowd. Oh yeah, so, that oh Holland my God, crowd. Yes. Everybody looked like a like a preppy kind of. Yeah. And then you get into this place, and there was a couple of bros in there, maybe with their, you know, tank tops and, yep. and back backwards baseball. Well, for lots, the most lots part, lots of people took their shirts off. For the off, most it was part, weird. it was all weirdos though. Yeah. And well, we were, we were Neil and I were the old guys. We were, we were that cliched old guys who stood in the back, never went in the pit. I thought about it for a minute, but I'm like, you know what? Those small pits are always the worst. Oh, yeah. there's only like ten or fifteen people in it, right? Because there's too much space. Yeah, like people and people, people were just really going down. Yeah. People were going down left and right. Yeah. We saw this one young guy whacked his head pretty good. He seemed dazed for the rest. Oh of the Oh my night. god, yeah, he was out and he fell down. Like my pal, my pal Jeff, the uh, mayor of Punk and Grand Rapids, got knocked down several times. He was yeah. by the time the show was over, he was, you know, he got that like five foot hall five foot wide hallway out to the street and he's just bouncing off one side from one side to the you wonder next. how they get home you know what i mean you wonder uh, how they get home i know he doesn't drive um so somebody's taking him home and and there's and there's, and there's actually a guy that was looked like he was older than us wearing just shorts and and, oh. fl- and flip-flops at the front there was at least a couple yeah. of people in flip-flops down yeah. in the front and yeah. it's like what are you you know who that guy looked like so he looked like the guy who was yelling about the towels at the Oh, at the, at the young guy hotel. at the hotel, like this, just just short, Dude. short little roly poly guy. Yeah. But he was wearing shorts and flip flops and like a a, a fishbone fishbone shirt that said "fuck racism." Yeah. And uh, but he was just uh, yeah a little a little roly poly guy with his flip flops. Like I mean, listen, I don't wear flip flops. It's not my thing. But I mean, you got to be smarter than that, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to put on your Doc Martens, but put some freaking closed toed shoes on. But one of the jocks who was in there for whatever reason took his shirt off, but he also took his shoes off. So he was he was he didn't have anything on his feet at all. It was that was not my idea. I mean, of fun you can't tell pit. me you're scared of COVID if you're in these kind of vile conditions yeah. with barefoot, right? Yeah. <laughs> who knows what he was treading on in there, but uh yeah, it was just very interesting overall. Yeah. Interesting night. Interesting day. I mean, it was a long day. It was. It was we know? got we got a lot accomplished. It was it was a lot of fun actually. I know. I'm glad you came up. I I uh Looking forward to doing the same thing in Chicago in a yeah. couple months, hopefully. Yeah. So. So anyway, yeah. So that was our. Uh, so that was our trip. And next morning, I woke up at ten. Well, I didn't wake up at ten. I woke up at seven. But Tom woke up at ten, and I'm over here now when we're recording, drinking we coffee. Are. And well, I'm drinking coffee and water. Tom's drinking. We've got the house to ourselves for the moment, though I don't know how much longer we will. So. Well, we're almost done. Exactly. So it was a lovely weekend in uh, Grand Rapids slash Coopersville. I saw the bars and so did we. Have a final count of the amount of bars that we went to? I, I mean, it, I, I don't keep track of such things. Three, it's so mundane. I don't four, even keep track of such five. things. We were five on Friday, counting Southside three times. Five on Friday and at least six yesterday. 
There you go. Yeah. So it was it was it was honestly it was good for me too because I was able to get out and about and catch it gave me an excuse to get to town, catch up with a bunch of people. I mean sure. I'm not gonna go out drinking at five bars by myself on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I will. Oh Tom, you know what that amount of bars? Oh no! With, oh shit! I almost did a lead into overkill. That I was gonna say. Well, let's listen. Let me, let me, so, of course, you can get us at our normal spot. It's fun to do a happy show because, like, our last couple solo shows were sort of angry. Angry. <laughs> and we'll be angry again. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll be angry again. Yeah. But uh, of course, you can reach us at Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail, or you can get us at Punk Till I Die Podcast Group on, on Facebook, Facebook or our regular page. Whatever. Send us a message. Yeah. Still, I just I did send out a bunch of stickers this weekend, and Neil brought me a fresh batch. Yep. So I have some more. If you want some more, if you want to sticker up, your if local you want, bar. yeah, if you want to sticker up your local bar, I'll send you like five of them. Just just do it up. So uh, and we will be. <laughs> we're going to start getting emails from bars. Cease exactly. and desist. Leave us Stop alone. putting Leave stickers on our fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, start getting. It, it, we'll know we've made it if we start getting like cease and desist from like Sid uh, from. Uh, I can't think of his name. The guy in the stickers. Who's the, the, Stiv. Oh, Stiv. We start yeah. getting like letters from Stiv's estate. Like, yeah. uh, stop using that image. Yeah. Then we'll have to go to the image where I have no neck and Neil looks Chinese. We'll just we'll just put your face on instead of Stiv's. There on you this, go. On this. Photo, Photoshop. Yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, it was overall a successful weekend. Yep. Loved it. I had a great time. Now we got the three and a half hour drive home, but hopefully yeah, it won't be too we'll bad. Probably have to get some lunch here, and uh, yep. looks like it's gonna be a nice day for me to drink yep. beer by the pool. Yeah, it does. It's it's gotten nice here. Maybe take a little nap. Does, I'm sweating right now. Does, does the Chinese? Do you have any food that can get delivered? Does your Chinese? No, deliver? I can order it. We can go pick it up. Okay, sounds good. I want to see if my uh, family's coming home. If they need to eat or what? Right. We need to figure out what's going on. So, Tom, why any advice to you, buddy? Yeah. Stay clean. Yes. Well, listen. I'm gonna t- I'm <laughs> how was that for a segue? Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. I picked this song because I always make the joke about how I'm trying to do a family show and Neil's cursing all the time. But the fact of the matter is a lot of times I play songs that are more... <laughs> anyway, this was the record that got away. Next time I go to Vertigo, I'm going to grab this. But this is... Uh, the, was it 79? Oh, I was going to... I went to my stack of records. I was going to check what it was, but I don't have the record. I have it on CD somewhere. But anyway, yeah. Let's, let's finish up with uh, Motorhead. Stay clean.
classic by Motorhead there. Um, Snake from Theme. their great off Overkill of, album. Off of Overkill, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was that. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening, as always. Um, leave us feedback, send us emails, tell us what t-shirt color you want, stuff like that. Yeah, the t-shirt thing is, is in motion. We definitely want yep. to get to that pretty quick here. Yep, so. for sure. So, uh, we yeah. got a, we got a guy patiently waiting on us. So, yeah. So I think, uh, I think that's it for this episode. So, uh, yeah, stay free everybody. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. We'll smell you later. Some of those people in the bar, keep a little mark in your heart. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Talk to keep you later, cod, everybody. Keep your codpiece polished. Keep your codpiece polished. Yes. All right. Bye everybody. See ya. Bye.